You are now listening to another episode of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily with your host, Anthony Cass Clark. This is a daily podcast documenting the thoughts of the everyday entrepreneur. Let's get into it. Good people of the world, what is up? It's your boy Anthony Cass Clark. It's your boy Dave Good. And we are here with another edition of Thoughts Over Coffee Daily. We are here. Your boy is turning all the way up right now. Energy was way low. You know what I'm saying? We were next door. We're not going to tell you where we were. It's a secret little spot. You know what I mean? That's our Saturday morning spot where we brainstorm, have a cup of coffee. Might get that good strawberry uh, pastry. Coffee from Ethiopia. Oh! Hey, shout out to Good spending $20 on a cup of coffee, man. <laughs> Only certain people can do that in life. Reserved oh, for certain stop. people. 20 bucks on a cup of Ethiopian coffee. Coffee with notes of sage. What was it? Sage, um, lemon. Yeah, and basil. Basil. It was, it was insane, but it's 20 bucks for a nice cup. I mean, they, they, they snap. Nice little drip coffee right in front of you. It was exclusive. Mm-hmm. Exclusive. Uh, but yeah, man, so we go to our secret spot, hang out, do our thing, and then we get the podcast started. But um, I was I was feeling tired, man, because I had a had a nice croissant there. Turkey baked croissant. Oh, man, it's got the itis. Swiss cheese. Nice little scrambled egg or a nice croissant. And uh, I am feeling it. But it's all good. We are here to do the podcast. Uh, I actually feel great outside of that, man. Like, woke up this morning feeling very grateful, very appreciative. Um, just the team, man. The team has been firing on all cylinders. Good has been killing it. I know I've been killing good over the last few days <laughs> with nah, just so fun, much bro. information on uh, teaching good, you know, about, you know, paid ads, organic social automation just some really in-depth information that honestly you wouldn't probably learn until much later in your marketing career you know what i mean but i'm a big fan of really just honing on that honing in on that knowledge and then passing it on to to someone so you know it's been good um shout out to edona killing it on the social media management side of things organically uh ashley account manager mariano Janine Antonio, the whole team, everybody's killing it, man. And ACC so, in the building. ACC in the building, making me feel really, really good, really, really secure when I'm talking to clients. And we just brought one of our OG clients back, man. So that's been that's been fun thus far. Straight up. So um, yeah, man. So good, man. I know you, we usually talk about our days. We talk about what's going on. I gotta tell you a secret, man. Oh lot. Gotta tell you a secret. I've been talking to him all morning. And I, I've been holding a secret all morning. Okay. I, like, I can't. I can't tell you until the mic's alive. I see. I fell for the trick. Uber Eats got me. Oh, but Uber Eats the devil though. <laughs> hey man, the devil and his demons—they are tricky. You gotta watch Come out on, for what's temptation. The story? Come on, put this on the line. What's going on? What all right, peep this. <laughs> peep this. So it's one day. And um, I can't exactly remember what the meeting was about. But I had a meeting lined up for, say, 3 o'clock. Mm-hmm. So it was now like 1.30. And I, had, I made the mistake of waiting till I was hungry to order food. Mm-hmm. 
The trick of the game is you order food before you get hungry. So that way when you are hungry, the food is gonna be there, right? So this day I didn't do any grocery shopping or anything like that. So I was like, all right, starving. I order this food. I go to my Uber Eats app and I'm like, I hate to pay for Uber Eats. But Uber Eats said, you know what? We got zero delivery on Chipotle. Mm. Hmm. I said, you know what? I can use a nice burrito right now. Mm. I, I like burritos. I like Chipotle. Then they got me. Chipotle now has smoked brisket as one of their meats. You know, because I usually, I'm a big fan of half chicken, half steak, pinto beans, sour cream, cheese, little lettuce, fajita vegetables. Right, but you want to try something new. You know what I mean? So I said, you know what? Let's do brisket and chicken. At this point, I am starving. Literally, I'm on coffee and water. Right. There is no other snacks in this house. Starving. So I ordered a uh, Chipotle. So I ordered Chipotle, so I'm like, cool. Got enough time to go get ready. Pick my clothes out, iron my clothes, whatever I do. Put my laptop and stuff together in my bag. Ready to go. By the time the food get here, I got about 15 minutes. Eat the food. Hit on the road, and I'm on time. Right. So, you know what? Man, where's my phone? My phone's recording a video right now. I wish I could shout you out, whoever you were, driver. Uh, so the driver, you know, pick it up. We'll call him uh, Patrick. Patrick, Patrick. picked up your order. It's like, my man Patrick. Patrick's on his way. All right, Patrick. So I go about my business. So I'm like, yo, I look at the time. I'm like, yo, where's Patrick with the phone? It's about that time. I look at the phone. Patrick's one minute away. I'm like, okay, food's about to be here. Yo, when I say I go about my business again, I'm like, yo, it's about 10 minutes later. <laughs> no, Uber Eats hacking it. 10 minutes later. <laughs> Patrick's still one minute away. I'm like, yo. I look at Kazi. I'm like, Kazi, you see this? Kazi, like, mm -hmm. you know, whatever. She <laughs> so. I'm mad he just did the baby voice. <laughs> so I look back at the phone. Patrick has canceled your order. No, man. Last second. No, this the last minute that's been like 10, 10 minutes, minutes ago. ago. Patrick is now eating your burrito. Yes, indeed. <laughs> Patrick is going about his business. So, when I say, you ever been so mad, but you can't do nothing about it? At all. Like, Uber Eats is not a person that I can, like, backhand right now? No. Nothing. So, I, I am furious. You gotta remember, first of all, you know how it is when you get hungry, right? Yeah. You're hungry, you're hungry, you got something to do, you start getting hangry. Mm -hmm. For no reason, you just feel a type of way. So, I'm past that point. Now I'm like furious. Your stomach talking to you right now. Stomach talking to me. My brain's like, yo, what you doing? Yeah. You gotta feed me. So, I, you know, I'm, you know what? I turn into Karen. I go straight to customer support. Not Karen. And I said, where's my food? <laughs> Patrick canceled my order. <laughs> and Uber Eats, I'm gonna tell you, this is why, and you know, this goes back to what we do on a daily basis, right? Automation. Something that makes our clients feel secure when we're talking about them about automation is that, okay, automation is great. It, I mean, it saves you money, saves you time, it increases engagement, but what happens when the automation fails? What happens mm. when someone, you know, actually something out the blue and the automation that's, may that's not have deep. the answer? Excuse me. You're gonna need that human aspect. That's, it, that's deep. Uber Eats apparently does not have a human aspect. Mm -mm. 
So they're asking me what the problem was. I'm telling Patrick canceled my order. He's now eating my burrito. He said he was one minute away. He canceled it. Oh, we're so sorry to hear this. Uh, we're going to do everything in our power to, 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 to solve the issue. So I said, what's the solution? We're so sorry to hear this. We're going to do everything. I said, I'm going to DoorDash. We're so sorry to hear I wanted to throw my phone at that point. Because they really, like, not saying about the issue. Because the automation doesn't know. No. And this is where you lose customers. Yeah. Automation is great. But in a situation like this. I'm sorry to hear this. There should have been a human aspect to say, because what I'm telling you is, fam, I'm going to DoorDash, which is your direct competitor. You should have been like, no, burrito on us. Give us a chance. We'll make it free for whatever it may be. Yeah. But that didn't happen. So it makes me think of this too. So yeah. in a way, if you don't personalize the Autobot chat system, mm-hmm. And not have an Autobot agent. Mm-hmm. Obviously, that could be really detrimental. Detrimental. The worst thing is, like I said, automation can go. It can go really great, but it can go from great to really bad very quickly, mm-hmm. depending on the situation. Mm-hmm. So, if I'm in dire need of something, I have an issue. The last thing I want to do is encounter an automation that does not is not equipped to handle my request, mm-hmm. right? So, for example, if I ask you a question, like in my case, I ask you a question or I say my complaint, and I get the same response every time, that is frustrating. Because you're not hearing me. No one's listening to me. I'm talking to a brick wall at that point. So, yeah, you can go from good to bad really quickly. And that's why we go so heavy on having a chatbot agent whose sole job is to oversee the conversations. So that way, anything goes wrong in my situation, they would jump in, turn the automation off, and now you're speaking to a human being. Shout out to Edona. Shout out to Edona. She gonna make it do what it do. Shout out to Edona. Thank you, Edona. We love you. So um, that was my story, man, of the of the week. And uh, Uber Eats, you're still the devil. <laughs> uh, I am with authority. I'm. I'm actually. You know what? I'm gonna say this right now. Hold me accountable, good. I'm gonna delete the Uber Eats app. And if I'm hungry. I will now be using DoorDash. And I'm videoing it when he deleted. You know what? We're gonna post it. I'm definitely like I'm on that. You know, bro, I went on Uber Eats yesterday to check a price. I wasn't gonna order anything. A burrito from Chipotle cost you eleven dollars, right? Eleven dollars with add-ons and such. To have it sent to your house, it's literally twenty-two dollars in total. That is double That's double the price. Double the price for a burrito. You know, you, and you guys can't make profit? Now I'm going at the owners. Y'all can't make, you know Uber Eats is not a profitable company? No. They haven't turned profit yet. Y'all can't turn profit, you charge a $22 for a burrito? Shame on you. All right, good. <laughs> that wasn't Karen, y'all, that was Kenny. That was, <laughs> that was Kenny. <laughs> good, man, what's up with you, man? How was oh, your, you had a much man. better week than me? I hope so. Week was doing, doing awesome. Um, Busy week, busy week. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is like this has been a transition week mm-hmm. for me. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. And uh, my um, my outlook on it was I created I created a good channel of availability this week mm-hmm. that's gonna benefit me in the long run. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. I seen this podcast and I keep forgetting the guy's name, but he's he's 
is Buku and the media industry. Mm-hmm. Um, the guy that you said started off as a columnist. Stephen A. Smith. Right. I don't know how I'd be forgetting names. But. Stephen A. Smith, uh, it was his Breakfast Club interview that you're referencing. So he broke something down really, really amazing to me. He said, um, the best ability is availability. The best what? The best ability is availability. Gotcha. Then he says, availability shows that you have reliability. Mm. You know what I'm saying? So if you're available, you're reliable. Mm-hmm. All right? Mm-hmm. And if you're not available, you're not reliable. Mm-hmm. So I, I thought about that, man, and I was like, having the ability to be available, that's power. Power. And, um, you know, I can go back in the past and look at the, the relationships, the opportunities I had, mm-hmm. and I see where availability knocked some of those, you know, knocked some of those out of the park. So mm-hmm. I um, had the opportunity to talk with um, a new client, new employer. Hey. Um, everything looking on the up and up for it. Hey. And um, like I say, this week has been a real transition. I feel like I'm a, um, a free agent. <laughs> get ready to sign, you know what yeah, I'm saying? So, yeah, yeah. You know, I just been talking up the deals. I'm happy about it. Um just a shout out to the to the podcast, bro, man. Y'all don't don't limit yourself. Don't allow yourself to be at a place where you're complacent. Yeah. With what's going on in life. Right. You know what I'm saying? Get to the next level. Grow big. You know, so Think bigger. You know, you gotta, you gotta do that. And a lot of times we'll get complacent and like feel like we gotta do this. You know, we gotta just deal with the environment. We gotta deal with the circumstance. Nah. Nah, Mm -hmm. make yourself available for better opportunities. Make yourself available for greater things. And those things gonna see you reliable to it. You know what I'm saying? It's gonna say, all right, you reliable enough to have something even bigger, something even greater. For sure. So that's gonna be pretty cool too, so. That's what's going on with me this week. Um, back at another podcast. Yes, sir. And uh, I'm ready to do it, man. All right. Well, so, bet. Let's get into today's topics. What are we going to do today, good? So, I was looking at the analogy of being money hungry. Mm. Um, and I thought about this interesting concept because when you actually, I think in the Urban Dictionary, it goes to say that a person that's money hungry, they willing to do anything for the money. Yep. Okay. You know what I'm saying? Because hunger causes because of the desperation. Hunger. Exactly. Exactly. That's nice. I like that. Hunger causes the desperation. Mm-hmm. So, when I thought about it, I was like, money hungry goes both ways. You could be money hungry for a good reason, and you could be money hungry for a bad reason. Okay. And I took in, took into terms the comparison of birds of prey. Okay. I messed up about that. Okay. Two birds I was looking at. The buzzard mm. and the offspray. Okay, I'm aware of a buzzard. What's the other one? Offspray. I've never heard of it. It's it's a Floridian. It's around here. It's a bird that's native to Florida. Okay. Um, but what I was looking at is well, I'm not a birdologist, first of all. So. I'm nature. I love nature, bro. It's weird, but okay. <laughs> in a good way. I love being weird. All the weird people out there, I love y'all. <laughs> what time for the weird people? Oh <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, but back to the thing. So these two birds, you got the buzzard and okay. you got the offspring. Yeah. So when the buzzard hungry, bro, mm-hmm. buzzard eat anything. I've and they gather over a little piece of you know what I'm saying, like you know, a carcass. They're gonna go crazy. It's it's 
you can the only nastiest <laughs> looking thing ever. <laughs> oh, goosebumps. <laughs> a buzzer eat anything. 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 But an offspray, an offspray, ninety nine percent feeds off a of fish. Mm. Okay. So specifically, it eats fish. Now, every now and then, it eat other foods, but that's like it has to. It's in a position where it has to eat other foods. Mm. But it's gonna eat fish. Gotcha. It's particular. Okay. And so I put this into like perspective of money. Like we're running a business. Mm -hmm. You have a family. Yep. You, uh, I mean, you just on your own. You just, you know, you got your everyday spending. Mm -hmm. Being hungry for money, you can't be a buzzard. Mm -hmm. You can't be a buzzard because being a buzzard, you're willing to do anything for the money. Now the money runs you. You know what I'm saying? It's a mm. term they say either working for the money or the money working for you. Yeah, yeah. So if I'm in a predicament like that, I want my money working for me. 100%. You know what I'm saying? We talked about that a lot. Oh, you know what it is? It's actually slave to the money is the money slave to you. Okay, gotcha. That's, that's the term I actually heard before. Mm -hmm. But back to terms, like, is my money working for me? Am I a buzzer when it comes to finances, to money, to investments, to opportunities? Like people, even that, like people get into opportunities. We were talking about the podcast on um, Real and Fake. Yep. You know, dealing with the social media. Some of those people are buzzards, bro. Right, they'll jump on any fad, Anything, any, any opportunity to get attention and to squeeze the money out of people. Yeah. They will jump on it. Yeah, so that was that was pretty, that's pretty interesting. Then on the flip side, being an Osprey, Osprey is, is particular about their food. 99% of it is fish. Mm. It's like you say, like, what's your niche market? Mm-hmm. What's your niche? You the know, riches are in niches. So when I actually get to the terms of making investments, taking opportunities, for me, I'm only gonna take opportunities that deal with my skills, mm -hmm. that allows me to be passionate about what I do, yeah. that allows me to be fully engaged. Right. Okay. I'm not gonna do something that's out of my lane. Right. You know what I'm saying? My investments, my money has to return. Mm -hmm. Even even if I have to take losses, I know that my money's gonna give back to me. For sure. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. um, and it's no point in getting into something and you can't wait. So as an offspring, they don't just really like. Well, you know what's funny, good? Sorry to interrupt you. Go ahead. But you've made a point about waiting. Yes, that's key. About waiting, right? And I think, well, not even think, it's actually, it's a huge issue with most people in America, um, and shout out to my, uh, my, 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 I ain't even gonna say your name or title because I don't wanna embarrass you. But we were having a conversation and I was telling him that the name of the game in money, in stocks, in investing, is time. It's time, it's waiting. So we were having a conversation about, you know, meme stocks, right? Mm -hmm. How these new retail traders, right, since the kind of emergence and like superstardom of Robinhood, people have become retail traders and they're trading in and out of stocks every day, right? Right. So I'm in Tesla today, I'm in Apple tomorrow, I'm in Apple, you know, it's constantly in and out, in and out, in and out. Or you're talking about legendary investors such as like a Warren Buffett. Is an exact Warren Buffett quote that I don't have. But basically he says, 
if you're trying to get rich, trying to make money in the market, all you need is time. Right. It's all you need. Right. Put the money in one place. Apple, for example. We know Apple is a super successful company. Uh, very low volatility. Uh, they've been they've been ahead of the class in their industry for the last call it 15 years, 20 years, whatever it may be. Uh, well, the Apple iPhone came out what year? 2004, 2006. Yeah, 2000. Not even that long ago. But ever since then, they've been ahead of class. So if you have your money in Apple, trust me, if you had money in Apple since then, you are now making a lot of money today. Hands down. And from what we know and what we can predict, the same shall happen for the next, for the near future, right? So it's time. But if you have a thousand dollars today, and you invested in something, and you want you want to see two thousand dollars by tomorrow, that's where your weakness is. Yeah. Because if you don't make two thousand dollars by tomorrow, then you're gonna take that thousand dollars out. And you want to do something else with it and try to make money as quick as you can. I think that's an interesting thing now. These trading platforms, when you're making the accounts, they ask you, like, what type of investor are you, like, you want? Are you a bear? Are you a bull? You know, like, right. it asks you, are you willing to wait? Mm-hmm. Are you a risk taker? I think those are good preliminary questions to ask yourself getting into it. Mm-hmm. Right, because it's, it's, it's a known fact, right? You're, prob- you're more likely to go broke swing trading and jumping in and out of trades. But if you're a, 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 a bear, right? Which I hope I'm getting this terminology right because I'm not the biggest um, investor, right? I just kind of be smart with my money. <laughs> and I, I talk to people who are way smarter than me in these type of fields. And they tell me something. I know, I know bulls are going up like they're aggressive. Right, they're aggressive. Bears are kind of like, mm, we're kind of relaxed, right? Yeah. So. If you put your money into, like, again, Apple, and you wait 10 years, then you're going to be all right. Um, and the same thing goes with what we're talking about. So this person that I was talking about, they were like, man, man if I don't see my money back, because I was, I was telling about a specific opportunity that a good friend of mine has, and it's about a $6,000 investment. Mm. And I told him, you give him $6,000 today, by next year at the same time, you can probably 5x, 10x your money, no problem. So he was like, next year? That's exactly what he said, next year? And I said, what do you mean that's next year? It's next year. He said, no, no, what if I give him six grand a day and then next week, you know, I'm, I'm losing money. I was like, oh, you got the wrong mindset, yeah. my guy. It's, it's you, you're, you're a buzzer. You're a buzzer. You're trying to you're trying to eat whatever gives you return, yeah. whatever makes you feel good today, good tomorrow. Yeah. Can you look up the average lifespan of a buzzer? Because I can only imagine, right? If you eat anything, anything, anytime, anywhere, that can't be good for you. That can't be good for you. And so, what we what we're talking about today is just having the strength having the knowledge and having the the what's the word i'm looking for good you must know how to wait you must know how to niche down how not to just eat anything that you come across because there's something called hungry money 
Hungry money will lead you to down a deep dark path and it returns zero every single time. Um what do you got? Eight years. Eight years a buzzard lives. Yeah. Okay, I don't know the average lifespan of a bird, so I don't really know. <laughs> but shout out to all you birds out there, like you human birds. <laughs> I'm going off course. Anyway, good. I was saying I was I was saying hungry money, right? Yes. When you when you willing to when you're so like we said at the beginning, hunger causes desperation. When you are desperate, you will do anything to accomplish your goal, right? Yes. If I want to make more money, if I'm hungry today, I can't feed my family, I can't pay my rent, any opportunity that comes across, you will probably do to pay that rent. Hands down. Hands down. If I, did, if I can't eat and someone's offering me the opportunity to eat, I'm probably going to do whatever it takes to take the opportunity to eat. Same thing, right? So you got to be careful with hungry money. And it kind of brings me down to the path of what I was telling you about good um, maybe just a year ago. Mm-hmm. The agency was stacked, stacked with clients. Looked great from the outside looking in. But that time period, we were literally the brokest and the most stressed. Because we took the hungry money. Client says, hey, yo, I got $1,000. I got $2,000, whatever it may be. We take it. Not considering what we have to trade for that money. Yeah. Now we're overworking ourselves, providing services that we shouldn't even provide, doing things way outside of our realm just to say we got the Mm -hmm. Mm $2,000. Hungry money. Now you look back, and I'll speak from personal experience here. I look back at my my numbers. Yeah, we made X amount of dollars, but we didn't make that much. No, not at all. That money came in, and And it went right out. We retained nothing. Profit margins was this big. No profits. Hungry money. And so that, that specific time span in our agency's life, could have literally killed us. Literally closed the door. Like, I remember when I hired Danny, shout out to my accountant, Danny, I literally had to explain him, explain to him the situation that we were in. And he literally looked at me like, wow, I'm surprised you still operate. <laughs> you still alive. I, but I told him what I had to do to operate. You know, not talk about myself all the time, but bro, I had to miss meals. Right. I had to literally take zero. There was times where I had n- negative dollars in my pocket. Negative. Owed the bank thousands of dollars. All that to keep this company alive. That's crazy. But you bounce back. You you learn. And I realized what the problem was. And that the problem was specifically hungry money. And I said, okay, how do we rid ourselves from hungry money? How do we change our mindset? from accepting hungry money, right? How do you train your mind to see opportunity, but say, nah, that's not the right opportunity for me. Yeah, because that's what, that's what it's really about. It's like, it's not really jumping at every opportunity because not every opportunity is an opportunity for you. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. You know, so I think having that mindset, that acknowledgement and application, 
Mm-hmm. I feel like that's what it's really about. A lot of people know it. You, uh, everybody know everything. Man. Yeah. You know, you know some information about something, but it's the application. Mm-hmm. You know, it's having the ability to opt out what opportunity fits where. Mm-hmm. You know, um, to actually opt out when they say no mm-hmm. and how to say no. Mm-hmm. I think sometimes people say it's scared to do that. Mm-hmm. Um, and I say that because you have these opportunities coming where, let's say, I just had this recently. Okay. So I was looking for a new job. You know, I was looking for a new job. Job opportunity came where they were making, they were giving me maybe, I say anywhere, like 12 grand annually what I was what I was already making. Mm-hmm. They gave me this offer, but at the same time, the work, <laughs> the work ethics that they was asking for is like it's almost 120 hours. You know what I'm saying? Pay yeah. period. Wow. So it's like that's a lot of hours to be putting in. Yeah, 60 hours a week. That's a lot of hours, mm-hmm. and it's not no easy hours. Right. So I had to actually think about money. Look good now. Mm-hmm. But I'm what do I have to do for the family. money? I'm gonna have time mm-hmm. to do what I need to do. Right. You know, it's it's. Can I have personal time? Mm-hmm. And now self self. Uh, what's the word? Self awareness. Not self awareness, but self upkeep is important too. Now. Are you talking about like just mental health? Yes, man. Self care. Self care. Self care. Self care. That's what I was looking for. That's so important now. So it's like I have to weigh that out. And even though this is a good opportunity financially, the money's good, mm-hmm. but I have to look at other aspects too. And I have to say, no, I got to decline. Yeah, for sure. Now the decline didn't go easy mm-hmm. because of course. The, you, you, it's never easy. You know what I'm saying? The dollar's there. Mm-hmm. And I, I, I really believe it takes money to make money. 100%. All right, so I believe in that. Mm-hmm. But at the same time, I ain't no buzzer. Mm. Uh, what's the other word? What's the other bird? Offspring. Your offspring. Yeah. Mm. I'm definitely offspring. I'm a picky eater. Mm. You know, I'm so picky. Like, I think sometimes I'm too picky. Mm. Which brings me to another thing too. Sometimes when you too picky, you you just may miss out. That's true. Now that's true. Right, so there's a healthy balance between you. Has both. to have be a healthy balance. You have to have the self awareness on. Yes. Okay, I shouldn't take this opportunity. Like what I like to do is, I like to write pros and cons. Mm-hmm. Take the opportunity down for for me as a seasoned business owner now. Now, like I said, past my season of desperation, what I do is opportunity comes along. I literally have the numbers to write out everything. And then what makes sense to me? Right. So if an opportunity comes along, I'm literally going to write out how many hours is it going to take per day, per week, to execute. How many, how much are those hours going to cost me? Right. Mm-hmm. How much do I have to pay my team to execute those things? Okay. So all right, here's the time. All right. How much of my data is going to go out of this? All right. What's the what's the client's attitude? Are they really busy? You know what I'm saying? Like who? who all these different aspects go into my pros and cons. And at the end of the day, I look, what's the number? And then how do I feel about it in my stomach? Mm-hmm. Am, I, am I driving my team down a deep, dark path that they don't want to go down? Mm-hmm. 
or is it going to be something, you know, enlightening and positive for the team? And then once I make my decision, then that's it. But before, I didn't have any of those skills. Right. You just said money, I'm taking it. And I'll figure it out later. Yeah. But that's the easiest way to die. Easiest way. I feel like with, with money, man, it's a, that's, a, that's a very interesting topic. Mm -hmm. Because the money, if you allow it to, can really have you in a paralyzed state of mind. For sure. Most most Americans are in a paralyzed state of mind. They can have you in a paralyzed state you, of mind. Most someone listening to this podcast right now is working a job that they literally hate, but because they get that check every two weeks, they cannot leave, mm -hmm. and they will not leave. Mm -hmm. It's just a matter. It's a, that's just a fact. It's just a fact of the matter across the board for tons of people. Right. Tons of people. Like, I remember, uh, remember when I was quitting my job, right? And I was, I was afraid to tell my family because I knew, well, specifically my father. Because my father is such a, listen, work, 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 get your money so you can do other stuff in your life, right? It's like you can have a home and this and that. And I thought that was his mindset, but I was, I was sadly mistaken. Because when I told him, he was actually proud of me. Mm -hmm. And he told me, he said, I'm, I'm, I'm really proud of you that you made the decision to be free. Mm -hmm. And I said, oh, he gets it. He understands that, and you know, not to bash 9 to 5s. Like, I hate bashing 9 to 5s. I don't want to bash 9 to 5s because not everybody's meant to be an entrepreneur. Not everybody's, everybody's meant to be a leader, right? But... If you are an entrepreneur, you have an entrepreneurial mindset, and you are in a nine-to-five system, it could feel like a prison. Yeah. Right? And you'll never leave that prison until you realize, oh, wait, I'm sacrificing myself, sacrificing my number one asset, which is time. Yeah. Sacrificing my time for this check every two weeks. What can I do to get out of here and still cover my bills, cover my expenses, and live my life? Because honestly, if you're an entrepreneur mm -hmm. working a nine to five, mm -hmm. right, and wholeheartedly you want to do entrepreneurship, really, it's not, it's going to feel like a prison. You're going to be in a prison. Mm. Because your heart, your passion is in entrepreneurship, mm -hmm. but you're attached to the nine to five. Mm -hmm. and you, what you have to differentiate is, am I working this nine to five, not believing in fully being an entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. Am I working this nine to five to build up and stack so I can go fully into entrepreneurship? Mm -hmm. You know what I'm saying? Or is I'm really a nine to five worker mm -hmm. and being an entrepreneur is just a dream, you know? Right. Just a hope. Because I see everybody on Instagram doing it. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Like, you yeah. Know, you yeah. gotta you gotta put it in perspective. Yeah. If you're if you're not an entrepreneur, work your nine to five. Ninety nine percent of people are not entrepreneurs, right? Ninety nine percent for sure. And that's not even a, a statistic I looked up, but I can tell you I'm right. <laughs> and you know what it makes me think about? I I look at it as it is a difference in being an entrepreneur and actually being an investor. Yeah. Cause you. You may not have the entrepreneur traits or mm -hmm. 
you know, the doings of, mm -hmm. but you know how to invest. You know how to see a good opportunity. Right. You yeah. know what I'm saying? For sure. And you can you can do that being being in a nine to five. Hands down. As a matter of fact, that's what they're gonna encourage mm -hmm. if you work in a nine to five. Mm -hmm. Invest. There's there's plenty of people out there with nine to fives who live great lives because they're taking that check and they're investing in things. Hands down. Listen, it's all it's not about whether you have a nine to five or you do not. It's about your mindset. What you can do with your mind. Now, for me, my story was I was literally physically getting sick working at my job. Every time I walked through those double doors, it made my stomach turn. Right? The fact that I... <laughs> why are you looking at me like that? You that, got sick. That's how deep it was for me. That's deep, bro. Like, I would come home, and I literally could not shake my job off of me. My, 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 my wife would be like, yo, what is wrong with you? Yeah, that's a tough one, bro. It was a lot for me. It was a lot because that's how bad I believed in myself, believed in ACC. And you just know you ain't in the right place. And I just know I'm not in the right place. I yeah, know it with hurt. all my heart. That's that hurt. I, I li visually saw the life that I'm living today back then. And it's like you're sick because you really know you're going against the grain. I, I'm not doing what I'm supposed to do. You're not doing what you're supposed to do. Wow. Right. That's deep. Right? But that was my story. Some people are at their job. They like their coworkers. They like their boss. They like the supervisor. And if that's you, then what you should be doing is liking your job and taking that paycheck and then maybe find somebody like me and invest in me. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You're right? Down. So, yeah, I want I want Hands a 10% return on my money, whatever it is. Find find somebody who is brilliant. Find somebody who is running at hundred uh, you know, hundred miles per hour pace. They like they got it together. They actually have a plan, a business plan they can present to you. Become an investor, because most business owners, small business owners at least, are not even looking for that much money. Yes. And if you are a great nine to five person who is actually saving money, yes, you got some thousands of dollars sitting on in the savings account. Let it go make some. Let it go make some. Let them soldiers go to work. Exactly. Uh, Jamal, what's his name? Uh, for his last name, Jamal King. That's his name. Like he said, he's a police officer for over twenty years or something like that. He worked that job every single day, and while he was in that police car doing whatever he was doing, his real estate was making money for him. Yeah, took the money, he bought properties. It's definitely a big difference. So it's a difference between just being out of five, sit at the desk, make your paycheck every two weeks, retire at seventy, whatever it is, and that's it. But if you're making money, it's not a five. You put, wait, why are we talking in, in these big examples? Shout out to my boy, Big Steve. Yeah. Steve. Yeah, Big Steve. Steve's yeah. out here working a nine to five. Be on that. Guess what? Steve has two very profitable situations running in a whole other state that he doesn't even live in. And he does his job from nine to five every single day, Monday to Friday. Yeah. He was able to buy his own property. Invest in two other business owners, right, that are running at full speed, who's using his money to build up these uh, investments. Yeah. That's the way it's supposed to go. And the only thing he just, hey, I put my investment, that's, it's on them to do what they got to do. And when those things get to a certain point, he can really walk away from his nine to five yeah. and be comfortable. So it's all about your mindset and having a play. You know what I'm saying? Like drawing out the play and executing accordingly. Yeah. yeah. That's and and man, like when you 
That's a good breakdown when you just did that. So it's like to the point too where being money hungry, you have to sit down and ask yourself when it comes to doing anything for this money, right? Mm-hmm. Am I doing things that's gonna be beneficial and productive and conducive to what I have, you know, what I have to do in the future? Mm-hmm. Or is this something where it's a laugh now, cry later? Right. You know? Yeah. I felt my appetite, but I got diarrhea later on. Ooh, talk about it. You know, it's, you know, not be. Yeah, that'd be disgusting. But it's you have to think about that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And um, I think the awesome part about it is, I can say I'm living proof of you know how to have this mindset. For sure. And I feel like for sure the experiences you share often really give a lot of perspective on how the whole money hunger scenario goes, because I don't think you you really made any crazy like desperado decisions and messed up like that i think for the most part your money hunger has been from an offspring like you know i can't just take any opportunities yeah but i know that because of being desperate right right like i told you the company could have literally went out of business but in that right so this is a question i'm thinking about too with having that list of clients Mm-hmm. you know the particular clients you had mm-hmm. in a sense though you had to have those clients to actually start business so is no, it no no i could have niched down from the beginning but but did you have that knowledge to do that i didn't that's the thing you learn as, as an entrepreneur or the business owner you're going to learn lessons as you go and it, it never fails for me particularly. Every time I learn a lesson, I'm like, oh my God, I wish I would have known that a year right, ago, right, right, whatever right. it was. But I realize you don't know what you don't know. Right. And all you can do is study, right? This is where a mentor comes into place. And, I, and, and if you're a mentor and you come across this Instagram, looking for you, um, a, mentor, a mentor. I was talking with Essence, oh, we were having brunch the other day. And you know, Essence is what, four trucks in, he said? Yeah, he's four, four trucks, trucks in. And he was saying how he got to the four trucks is by having a mentor that walked him through everything. And then guess what? Now he's at this new level. He has another mentor mm-hmm. to take him to the next level. Yeah. And him and that mentor sit down every month. They have lunch. And the mentor's job is literally just to give him advice, criticize his thoughts, and take him to the next level and give him all the information that he has. Mm. And that mentor is gonna save you so much time and struggle. Me, I didn't have a mentor. So my mentor was everyday learning, mm-hmm. taking the bumps, the bruises, getting up and keep going. Do you have a mentor now? I don't. No. No. I don't. Like no way in no area, no aspects. So what I do have is I have a full contact list. People who are in my industry, that are ahead of me, right? Doing things that I'm doing better, they're doing better than me in some things, whatever it may be, I call them. And then we can have constructive conversations, right? But do I have a, a quote unquote mentor? I don't. And when I do, I will one day, I, somebody is, I do want a mentor, and I'll find them when they, when they come along. I, I, I ask that question because I think too, 
mentors are very important in you understanding and applying whether you're a buzzard or osprey. Mm-hmm. Because that mentor's been through the ropes. Shout out to John Henry, right? John Henry's younger than me. Yeah. He's like 27 or something like that. John Henry's super young. Mm-hmm. We were just talking about him today at breakfast, right? He longs to loop. Shout out to John Henry. I paid John Henry $100 to talk to him for 30 minutes mm-hmm. on the phone. I still have a recorder on my computer. Wow. And you know what he told me for the $100? Niche down. Mm. Niche down. And we literally walked through this entire... And my entire business broke it down to pieces. And shout out to John, because I paid him for $100 for 30 minutes, but we literally spoke for about 50 minutes, something like that, close to an hour. We broke it down, business, literally where my business was, where I wanted to be, and then we broke it down to how we're gonna, how we're gonna niche it down and how to succeed in that, in that arena. And that's what I'm talking about, mentorship. He's younger than me, but he's been ahead of me. Mm-hmm. You know what I'm saying? He's been places that I haven't been at that point. Mm-hmm. So by me paying him, I'm paying him for a cheat code. Yeah. So that's what I mean by mentorship. It's super valuable. So mentorship is not about the age. It's mm-hmm. not about It's about the experience. It's the experience. That's that's what allows a mentor to be a mentor. Shout yeah. out to D Nice, man. He's really been my mentor when it comes to dealing with the states of mind. Mm-hmm. You know, dealing with the personal aura mm-hmm. and I feel like at the end of the day if you don't know where your mind at it's it's impossible for you to strategize and see things in life yeah you don't know you you don't bro you don't know you you don't know you yourself. don't know you don't know yourself mm-hmm. like being real is being real with yourself 100 yeah and that, t- that leads into a whole other conversation that I does, won't get that into. I, that's but, why I'm actually I'm like <laughs> I gotta save, save this one. Save this one for next episode. But uh, it's uh, for sure, man. But you know, kind of just to wrap up here. But you can't be money hungry, man. If you are, if you, if you're looking for hungry money, you're leading yourself down a path that you shouldn't go down. What you should be doing is selective on the money that you do accept. Um, and all I can tell you is from my experiences, like I said before. So once I stopped accepting just any client, just to say I had a bunch of clients. And just to see that money coming in, the same amount of money that was coming in from then is, no, what I'm trying to say is the money that was coming in from then, I was still broke. Yeah. Still broke, still struggling. Yeah. Couldn't pay the bills how I wanted to pay them. Yeah. Now, we have way less clients, and we are way up, right. <laughs> way higher than we ever were. Because the, the value, the, it's value, man. Um, you know, just going back to the scenario, eating anything, you know, going for any op- opportunity, there may not be set values, set morals in that, you know, but I look at the offspring of just specifically focusing on fish. You know, if you just like break down a fish, one, the fish is known for omega-3, mm-hmm. you know, so the nutrition value in that. Amen. That's what good. I'm guessing I, I've never seen an osprey day in my life, but I can guarantee you that an osprey flies faster than a buzzard. Way faster. Because he's lighter. And he look good too. He got white on. Look good. You look. know he is a beautiful bird. Cool, cool, cool. You, you want to have him on the shoulder. When you... Right. Looking good. Flying fast. Yeah. yeah a buzzard yeah. slow. 
Which brings me to this real quick before we Go finish. Ahead, uh-huh. Money hungry. Him being money hungry too. You're gonna look. Mm, come on, good. Preach to him, good. You go look like your appetite. You go look hungry. <laughs> you gonna look dead. I'm serious. If you eat anything, you gonna look like anything. Oh, good, you preach it. If you get specific, you gonna look specific. Good, you preach it. You know, people can spot a buzzard from anywhere. Yes, 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 yes. Like I yes. said at the beginning of the episode, I got goosebumps when I'm thinking about a buzzard because I know. When you when you park your car and you get out and you see a dumpster full of buzzards, yeah. like, that's buzzards. I want no parts of that. Hey, just to just to say this too, you know, for all the birds and nature people, we have been calling this bird a buzzard, but the terminology is vulture, really. Buzzard. But we gonna call yeah, it. You're a buzzard. vulture. If you're right. from Florida, you call it a buzzard. Right. Straight up, it's a vulture, right? Vultures eat anything, right? And we already know what vultures are. Mm. Like, vultures are hungry. They eat anything, right? So. But, well, good, you made a good point, man. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah, people yeah. can, boy, you look like what you eat. You look like what you eat. Straight up. <laughs> I got a quote, but I won't say it. It's too funny. Yeah, it's too man. funny. I won't say it. And there's, there's nothing wrong, too, like, in this going into the fake or real, mm-hmm. but there's nothing wrong with investing in yourself to be where you need to be. You know, sometimes, you know, I always, I actually heard the scenario and um, dealing with realtors. Shout out to Realtors, you know, my girl, Sammy G. Y'all go look it up. Shout out to Sammy G. Mm -hmm. Um, But a Realtor is not going to sell me a house that's $500,000 and you driving a Honda Civic. Yeah. I I, I, I mean, there's a line of that, man. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, even even more valuable, right? Mm -hmm. You're a commercial Realtor. Mm -hmm. You dealing with properties millions and millions of dollars it takes you four five months to a year to get this deal done Mm -hmm. and you gotta actually like do uber all the time right you know Mm -hmm. it just don't add up i see you dress you don't have you got on shorts and yeah my grandma said all the time my grandma my grandma used to say all the time you're not about to buy a mansion from somebody that drives a honda you pull up in your your ghost, whatever, whatever it may be, and then your realtor or your real estate agent pulls up in her Honda or his Honda, it just doesn't look right, right? Because certain levels of life have a certain look. You're going to look the part, exactly. Even, and some of y'all might be thinking, oh, you're wrong, you're wrong, because not everybody has to have, you know, super high material things. I know that's what they think. I get you. I get you, but think about it. When you see a Steve Jobs, right? Steve Jobs is wearing his New Balances. He's wearing his uh, his light blue jeans that he usually wears, and then his T-shirt, right? He may not look. He may not be wearing the most luxurious things. But you know what the difference is? Nobody cares about his look because they know what he represents. Right. 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 I represent. X amount of whatever, right? He represents Apple. He invented the iPhone for God's sake. Yeah. So it's 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 equivalent. You can't you can't compare it's apples and oranges, right? Comparing Steve Jobs to a, a real estate agent who's driving the car, because the car, in her case or his case, the car is Apple. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Steve Jobs represented by Apple. The real estate agent literally represented when you show up. I don't know who you are. I'm looking at your clothes, your shoes. 
What you drive, your haircut, your speech, the entire thing. You gotta present in a way that makes me feel comfortable handling millions of dollars and no, in transactions. And, and no matter what, like I, I don't you can't downplay it. You can't downplay looking the part. Perception I don't care perception what is everything. Perception is everything. And I, I like I, who was it? It's one of these companies. They said they would hide their Porsches in their in their luxurious cars whenever somebody would come to their office because they wanted to give the look of we need your money. If you pull up, I had this situation yesterday, actually. I was gonna meet with somebody and they were gonna they were gonna quote me on something, right? And I literally was dressed to the nines. Had my leather bag, everything. No, before I walked out of the door, my wife said, You sure you wanna go looking like that? Mm. And I said, Why? She's like, You look like money. Mm. How you expect them to give you a lower price mm. when they're gonna expect that you got the money? I was like, you know what? You're right. <laughs> so I put my bag down and changed my clothes and I left. And because in that case, I need you to view me. That's all looking the part, man. I need you to view me lower than what it is. Now, if I was going to pitch him on something, we gotta go right. I gotta go right. Gotta go correct. Yeah. Gotta go correct. Yeah. So I I, I really like. This has been a good. This has been a good topic, man. I think I think money hungry is is a very, very uh, heavy weighted topic mm-hmm. in, in the industry, any industry, any opportunity, any moment. Like mm-hmm. you really gotta sit down and say, man, how hungry am I for this money? Yeah, just don't eat anything. Yeah, just definitely. don't eat anything. It's bad for your diet. Yeah, man. I feel like I want to say that in like Rick Ross's voice. It's bad for your diet. No. Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> he just snapped, yo. <laughs> yo. Every, every time we have a podcast, I see a, just a new side of cast. <laughs> and, <laughs> I'm like, what? Yo, wow. so check it out. Uh, quick, quick announcement before we go. Stacking, uh, Stacking Leads course, live in action, is happening this coming Thursday. Um, when you're listening to this podcast, you might be saying, oh, that might have happened already. Don't worry. It's every Thursday for the next foreseeable, was it 12 weeks, I believe? Yeah. Every Thursday. Uh, Professor Cass, y'all. Yeah, Professor Cass, live in action down at uh, the Center for Black Innovation. And Overtown, I'll be dropping a flyer very soon and also a very special video um, that we'll be shooting um, actually on Monday. So we'll be shooting that and then releasing that to kind of promote the class. Um, if you're interested in lead generation, interested in getting leads for your business, you need to be in the building, especially if you live in Miami. You have no excuse. Shout out to my Miami people. Love y'all for to sure, death. For sure. uh, so show up. All my people that's coming in the building. I already know my, my boy Breeze is going to be there. Breeze 305. Uh, Ranso told me he's going to be there. Uh, shout out to everybody who's going to be there. Dre, Jayzo, good in the building, of course. I'm in the building. Yeah, man. Uh, that's my announcement. Any announcements on your end? Uh, nah, nah. Okay. Cool. Listen, if nothing else, you know what time it is, good? Let's do it. Peace. Blessings. Cheers. Cheers.